it's my home country song. Um, so I can almost feel as if I'm leading a big chorus behind me. It's interesting you should say that because it was it was um, based on the cantata, wasn't it? Exactly. Yes. It, and and how far uh, they they have a lot of melodies in common? Is that right? Yes, a lot of melodies in common. Um, however, um, somehow I felt the um, concerto version is more compact. So um, um, it just it's amazing how. Um, the transcriber um, could pack in all this um, emotional turmoil and transactions um, into a concerto that's under half an hour. It's interesting you use that phrase, emotional turmoil. Um, there is, there is. You feel when you're playing this, there is a lot of, a lot of turmoil, some pain in together with the joy. Oh yes, absolutely. It's really. I would almost say as if a, a redemption of of the um, well, well, because the whole historical background was um, was during the war, so basically it's a whole redemption um, to freedom. I would say, yeah. Is it is it fun to play? Oh, very fun, absolutely. And and do you do you get invited to play this concerto quite often? Uh, yes, it's one of the most uh, popular uh, popular tune in China. Um, so every year, you know, during big holidays, uh, you know, people always ask for this piece. Do you find that um, your relationship with this piece has has grown, has changed over the years? Um, well, actually, I would say that to almost all the pieces that um, I perform over the years. Because um, I think music is really something that um, grows inside of you and grows with you. So um, it also reminds me, you know, how I grew up, um, you know, playing these the same pieces um, some years later. When did you first play this? When did you first um, learn to, to play this work? Were you were you a, pretty much a child? Well, not really a child because um, this piece is uh, very challenging technically, and it requires a lot of pro, um, a lot of power to master this piece. So I actually, um, especially for girls, I would say, um, so I actually didn't come to it until a relatively late age. Um, I first learned it when I was still in graduate school, uh, in my early, um, in my. Uh, late teens, I would say, around 19-ish. And then I started performing it uh, when I was 22. Uh, but this time, you know, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a couple years since I played it last time, so I'm very looking forward to it. Yes, it, it, it is, isn't it? It is a, a very difficult piece, um, mm -hmm. technically. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, actually, when I first uh, started to learn it, I didn't expect it to be... To be um, to be this hard, and then when I get into it, um, it's not only hard in a technical way, but also in an emotional way as well. Is, is there anything that compares with it in, in terms of the demands it makes? Could you um, compare with it to, I don't know... A, a sure, I mean, I would think it's pretty much like all the big Russian concertos, as um, like Tchaikovsky first. 
um, or Rachmaninoff second. I mean, basically, you could hear a lot of uh, the same figurations, same style of writings uh, in this piece. Interesting. Do you, when you play it, do you, do you feel your connection with your roots? Do you, does that does that kind of uh, do you feel that reinforced somehow? Do you feel it affirmed when you play this work? Oh, very much so. Um, because um, as a Chinese, you know, I I just have a natural um, natural feelings towards uh, Chinese music, and uh, this piece. Um, this piece is quite different, I would say, from all the other Chinese pieces I play because usually Chinese music are very delicate and uh, very sort of uh, impressionistic music-like. Um, but this piece is um, a very Russian style and um, just always cheers people up. Who, for you, are the sort of major influences, inspirations? Or, for example, when you were young, growing up in Canton, um, what recordings did you used to listen to that inspired you to, to perhaps have dreams of being a pianist yourself? Um, <laughs> you know, I heard uh, Richter when I was very young, and uh, I think that pretty much did it. <laughs> Stratislav Richter. Yes, exactly. Playing, playing what particularly? Uh, playing Rachmaninoff Second Concerto. And as a little, as a young girl, that was something that uh, inspired you, perhaps, to think about pursuing a similar path. Yes, very much because um, you know I just remember that day um, I heard it in the radio actually because um, during those days um, CDs were still not very popular. Um, so the radio station was playing it, and uh, you know I was just running around in the room doing something else, and then suddenly you know I just got totally um, just shocked by by the sound that he produced from the piano, and uh, you know I just I just lay on the bed and finished the whole three movement. I remember myself thinking, wow, you know a piano could do so much. This is really something that, uh, you know, I, I could uh, devote my life to, yeah. Um, you, where, where is home for you now, in fact? Uh, right now, I live um, most, I would say, 60% of my time in Shanghai, and the other 40% of time is traveling around the world. Because you, you, uh, you spent quite a lot of time as a student in the USA, didn't you? Yes, I, uh, I studied and lived there for 11 years. Yeah, I went there when I was a little teenager. And I think we talked about this before, the, the um, sort of culture shock when you first mm. arrived. Yes. Uh, yes. But, but you've decided that you, you, uh, at this stage of your life, of your career, mm -hmm. you, you, like, you prefer to live in, in China. Yes, and uh, also... Um, it's it's also a, a little bit of a patriotic um, um, feeling uh, because I felt as a Chinese, after years of learning uh, outside the world, um, I should um, bring what I have learned, what I have experienced, what I feel back to my home country. And I, I really hope that um, in this new century, um, you know, Chine, um, Chinese music could become more and more prominent um, in the world stage and uh, I would also love to um, 
devote more time towards a music education in the future to the Chinese kids and and also adults because I think it's very important to also um, widespread the appreciation of um, classical music in China to to the adult world as well. Do you, do you teach at the, for example, at the Shanghai Conservatory? Um, not in the conservatory, but in fact, um, recently I just um, opened up my own uh, sort of. It's um, it's like a music salon um, where I organize a weekly uh, musical, uh, musical nights to um, to a little, um, to a small number of uh, invited people. You know, different every week. So I always felt that. Um, in a small circle, it's much easier to explain, you know, the background of the pieces, uh, some interesting um, historical stories linked with the piece. Um, basically, just to um, spread the the general knowledge and general appreciation about um, classical music in a very fun and uh, relaxed, enjoyable way. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um, you've decided uh, on on Shanghai. Did did you think perhaps maybe you you might live in in Beijing? Um, in Beijing, uh, well, I go there so often to perform now that um, it's almost the same as live there. Um, plus, you know, from Shanghai to Beijing is uh, is extremely short flight. So, um, I mean, I love Beijing. I but it's just amazing how different. Um, it is from Shanghai. Um, right now, I'm just um, I'm first starting out this um, music salon in Shanghai, and uh, you know, um, hopefully in the future I could also bring it to to Hong Kong, um, because as you might know, I just recently become a Hong Kong resident under the um, Quality Migrant Scheme, so I'm also very happy about that. <laughs>